Thank you all for tuning in to another episode of Cast the Word. Today we're going to be discussing the topic, Lead Me to the Rock. Thank you all so much for checking out our episode today. Our episode today is titled, Lead Me to the Rock. And we're deriving this message from the scripture in Psalms chapter 61. It says, Hear my cry, O God, attend to my prayer. From the end of the earth I will cry to you. When my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. For you have been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in the shelter of your wings. In the passage we read, David starts this prayer in tears. He says, Hear my cry and attend my prayer. From the end of the earth I will cry to you, he says. His heart here is clearly in distress. He is overwhelmed. But he ends in verse 4 with praise. He says, I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in the shelter of your wings. We read about the safety of God's wings in Psalms chapter 91, where we read that there is safety in abiding in God's presence. He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in Him I will trust. Verse 4 in chapter 91 of Psalms says, He'll cover you with His feathers, and under His wings you shall take refuge. His truth shall be your shield and buckler. We find shelter in His wings. We find our shield and our buckler in His truth. And what is the truth? Jesus. Jesus is the way, the truth, and the life. Amen? So we read through David's tears in the beginning of that uh, scripture we read at the beginning, but then move on to his praise. And and I want to make a couple points here. And the first point I'm going to make is that in Psalm 61 verse 2, David says, From the end of the earth I will cry to you. Can I tell you that it doesn't matter where you are? It doesn't matter what you've done. It doesn't matter what you think. It doesn't even matter how you feel. No matter where you are, he said, from the end of the earth. I may seem like I'm a long way off from what I'm used to. I may feel like I'm not in my home country right now, or I may feel like, you know, in a room of 100 people that I'm all alone. But from the end of the earth, I will cry to you. That must be the way we respond to adversity in this life. No matter what's going on, no matter where we are, mentally or physically, it doesn't matter because from the end of the earth, I will cry to you, O God. That should be our heart cry. David knew who he needed to call on when he was in a time of distress. David knew when he was hurting, when he was crying, when he had hot tears rolling down his face, he knew where his source came from. When he felt all alone, when he felt the spirit of fear creeping up on him, when it seemed like all was lost, he knew who to call upon. And today when it seems all is lost in your, in your personal life or in the world around you, when you're at the end of your earth, I urge you to muster up enough faith to call out once more. The word says that all it takes is the faith the size of a mustard seed and you can tell your mountain to move. I love that because aren't you glad that you just need a little faith to move the mountain? The word doesn't say it takes a boulder size amount of faith. No, just the faith of a mustard seed. And I'm glad because sometimes it, it seems that really that's all the faith I have 
is the size of a mustard seed. Sometimes I don't have that mountain-sized faith. Sometimes I do, but it seems oftentimes, especially in the middle of an adversity, that I don't have that size of faith. It just takes a little bit, and that's all it requires as well. When we are at the end of the earth and when our heart is overwhelmed through your tears, cry out to him, and he will hear you. We have to call out from the end of the earth from time to time. It may seem like we've taken all we can take. It may seem like there is not much more unction in our step. There's not much more pep in our step. But we must stay faithful. We must stay ready, waiting on the Lord. Because right when it seems like all may be lost, there's going to be praise at the end of this trial. And the second point I want to make is found in verse 2. We read, it starts out by saying, from the end of the earth, I will cry to you. Second part here is, when my heart is overwhelmed, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. What is the significance of a rock? Let's talk about that for a minute. We see rocks all throughout scripture. The, the topic of rocks seem to come up every now and then. In Genesis 28, for example, Jacob uses a rock as a pillow and then anointed it with oil as a memorial to God for his vision. In Joshua 4, as a commemoration of the crossing of the Jordan River, the Israelites are instructed to stack a pile of rocks. So when the next generation sees this, they say, what mean these stones? They can remind them of what Jehovah brought them through and how Jehovah brought them through the Jordan River. So I ask you today, where are our stones? What has God brought us through? And have we stacked stones as a memorial to God, as a reminder of what he's done for us? Do you have it written on your heart? So when others walk by and say, what mean these stones? You can say, let me tell you what God has brought me through. God has brought me through the Jordan River. What's your Jordan River today? You may say, well, God has delivered me from addiction. God has delivered me from the spirit of adultery and lust. God has delivered me from anger. God has brought me through trials and tribulations. He's brought me through a feeling of abandonment and loss. And now I lay these stones up to remind others of what he's done for you. We all have a testimony to discuss there. We all have a history. We all have a testimony that when we are born again in Christ, we can look back and hindsight is twenty twenty. We can say, wow, the Lord really sustained me through that season. Even post-Christ, even after we're born again, we all have those seasons that we go through where we're in the middle of an adversity. But yet when we come through on the other side, we know that we've been tested and that he's tried us. And just like Job said, when he has tried me, I shall come forth pure as gold. That's my prayer. When I go through tests in this life, I want to be able to come through on the other side and lay up stones as a reminder that that look what Jesus has brought me through. David says, lead me to the rock that is higher than I. Who is the rock? That may be another question we ask ourselves. What's the significance of a rock? And now, who is the rock? I think we know the answer to that. Psalms 18 verse 2 says, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer, my God, my strength in whom I will trust, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold. The idea here is that David had no strength in himself, that if he depended on himself, he could not be safe. He was exposed to every enemy. He wished to be put in a place of safety. We need someone 
that's on a much higher playing field than we are to save us. We need a Savior. If we look to someone that's on the same level as ourselves, we can't expect to be helped. We need one that is supreme over all things, one that is divine, and that's our Lord. Psalms 40 verses 1 through 2 says, I waited patiently for the Lord, and He inclined to me and heard my cry. He also brought me out of a horrible pit, out of the miry clay, and set my feet upon a rock and established my steps. 1 Samuel 1 2 says, No one is holy like the Lord, for there is none besides you, nor is there any rock like our God. There's something significant about referring to God as a rock. Why a rock? Well, let me tell you, rocks are firm. Rocks are strong. In the picture that we brushed over just a moment ago about Jacob laying his head on the rock, doesn't that even symbolize something? That when we go to sleep at night, we rest on Jesus. Rocks are strong. Rocks paint a picture of endurance and strength. Large rocks are not easily moved either. The wind doesn't move them. Storms don't move them. Fire doesn't melt them. Rocks stand the test of time trials, and troubles. Again, in Deuteronomy 32.4, we read that He is the rock. And in Acts 4, we read that Christ is the chief cornerstone. Jesus is the true cornerstone, and He withstands all trials of this life. And when we are grafted into Him, when we abide in Him, greater is He that is in us than He that, that is in the world. And if we're in Christ the, the, and standing on the chief cornerstone, then when those winds come against us, the, the trials of this life, the fires of this life, then we'll stand because Christ is with us. He is the true cornerstone. He is the rock of my salvation. When I'm in distress, when I feel the winds of life blowing over me, when I feel the fires of trouble trying to burn me down, let's remind each other that we serve a rock. I only read a few uh, scriptures from Psalms today, but over and over we read the writer refer to God as a rock. He is my rock and my refuge. When the trials and troubles of life come knocking me over, we must remind ourselves we have a rock living on the inside of us. Nothing can blow me over. Without Him, I am useless. Without Him, the fire will burn me down. Without Him, the winds of life would blow me over. Without Him, I would never be able to stand on my own. But I have a rock, a king, living on the inside of me. And I want to have a life to where... When my child looks at me and sees my scars of, of, of this life and, you know, sees me sometimes bruised and broken, and I use that metaphorically, you know, talking about the, the adversity we face in life, when my child sees those scars of my life and says, Daddy, what mean these scars? What mean these stones? when they see the memorial of what God has brought me through, and I can point back and witness, I can say, let me lead you to the rock. When people look at the troubles I face and we face together and wonder, how can we withstand all of this and still continue praising God? How can we face some of the trials that we face in our life and still remain faithful? We can say, let me lead you to the rock. I can't stand on my own, but let me show you the rock that's living on the inside of me. The rock that has kept me grounded, that has prevented the wind from blowing me over, that has prevented the fires of trouble from consuming me. Yes, they come. Yes, the wind blows. But the difference is that I'm not blown over. I'm not consumed by that adversity. The rock keeps me grounded. He keeps me from blowing to and fro with every wind of doctrine that may rise up against me as well. He keeps me standing firm and grounded in the word. That's our Jesus. 
And the third point, because I, I understand this, I can now move from tears to praise, where we read the rest of verse 4, where it says, For you have been a shelter for me, a strong tower from the enemy. I will abide in your tabernacle forever. I will trust in the shelter of your wings. There's a testimony there. For you have been a shelter for me. That's past tense. That's speaking backward of some things that, that David has gone through. That's speaking back to some issues that he faced where he can now say, you were a shelter for me. It wasn't easy, but you helped me come through it. And now I can praise him with confidence. I can look back and see the times I cried out to him. I can now look back and see my troubles and how he has carried me through. I can now see clearly how the fires and the winds of, of the storms that have come across me did not move me. They may have mentally affected me for a season. They may have caused some limbs and some leaves to maybe fall off here and there. But I've realized I have a rock living on the inside of me. And this rock, my Lord Jesus, has prevented me from being moved. And we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God, to them that are the called according to his purpose. That's a hard scripture to trust in sometimes, especially when we're in the middle of a storm. But we know that all things work together for the good. Even when we may not be able to comprehend it, even when we may not be able to explain it, even when in our finite minds we can't understand why God would put us through a certain circumstance, we can say, if we have the faith the size of a mustard seed, we can say we know that all things work together for the good to them that love God, to them that are the called according to his purpose. Even though we may not understand it, I believe God has a master plan, and we know that all things work together. In some form or fashion, we may not understand it, but I believe they do. And we're reminded of Paul's words when he wrote Romans 8.38, For I am persuaded that neither death nor life, nor angels, nor principalities, nor powers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor height, nor depth, nor any other creature shall be able to separate us from the love of God, which is in Christ Jesus. Paul didn't say, well, this issue I'm facing with is really starting to make me question God's love for me. No, Paul Paul didn't say, I, I think that neither death nor life, or sometimes I believe that neither death nor life nor angels will or principalities will separate me from God. No, he said, I am persuaded. I am persuaded that nothing shall be able to separate us from the love of God. For I'm in the palm of his hand and nothing can pluck me out. Friends, I know that this was kind of a short episode this week, but I pray this episode has blessed you and encouraged you in some form or fashion. And at least reminded us all that Christ is the chief cornerstone in our life. We all need to be reminded every now and again that no matter what we're facing, Christ is the rock, and he will withstand whatever we're facing. And as long as we're in him, I believe we'll withstand it as well. Just a reminder, if you want to be included in our contact page, visit our website, castleword.com, scroll to the bottom and enroll there. Your partnership will include you in a monthly newsletter that we distribute once a month and any other communications that we send out as well. Thank you all for your continued support. I pray God blesses you this week. Stay strong in the faith, and I look forward to talking to you next time.